the last one. Yeah, we're live. The first Tiger cast for 2022. Teague's just popped the glasses off for the occasion as well. Man, I'm nice. getting ready. I can't Jeez. see shit, but who cares? <laughs> Very good. And uh, I didn't actually realise till later today that this is our first one for 2022. So welcome, gentlemen. Uh, great to have you on board. Teague's, happy 50th birthday for the other day, mate. Yeah, and thank everyone for the well wishes on um, on uh, Twitter. It was fantastic. And, um, yeah, no, I really appreciated it. Yeah, you, your wife did cop some constructive con- criticism yeah. on the cake, being the old sponsors oh, yeah. on there, but it still looked good. Yeah, people don't realise she's got a she got a little bit of a, a bit of a crush for Chris Newman, and I believe Chris Newman in his last year played with that jumper. So, yeah, no, it's, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure, I just pulled that out of my ass, but hey, that <laughs> sounds terrible. Yeah, the first comment for 2022. Yeah, Magpie uh, <laughs> Good on you, Chester. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you had a good 50th, everything. Uh, yeah, well, it, was really, yeah it was really good. Tuesday was spot on. My wife, um, we've got a tradition. It started eight years ago. California ribeye, I love them. I absolutely love it. Um, but I have them once a year, right? So, you know, I eat meat, but California, I say, and she had that cooking on the Tuesday. Um, I got treated like a, my kids were well behaved. My wife actually listened to what I was saying. So, you know, it only happens once a year on your birthday week. And then she, um, she look, she went on out. She planned this for months. She had um, all the family coming. Mates hadn't seen for a while, obviously, with COVID and stuff. And um, I didn't know what was going to happen. And, you know, they all started rocking up and I had a really good night. Ah, oh, very good. Good yeah. to hear, mate. And, Carl, how have you been, mate? Welcome back. Yeah, good, guys. Thanks for having me again. It's, it's nice to be on, on the first pod for the year and good to be able to uh, talk about Tigers again. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's You're always... much preferred over CB, mate. You're much preferred over CB. <laughs> well, instead of CB, you've got KB. Well, not yeah. CKB, but a different, you know. You know what amazes me with CB? Did you see that tweet where you actually saw his feet? The guy has feet of a 12-year-old girl child. And that's smooth and white and little toes. He gets the leeches to, uh, to clean his feet. He puts them in a little bucket. The fish come and, and clear his feet. Those little, what are they, Spanish or? Yeah, you, you no, know, they, they, no, no, I'm not saying <laughs> no, he's not no, Spanish. Fish, I'm talking fish. about, you know how they've got those, you see those little fish that can come and eat all the dry skin off your, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Few sherbets before you start a No, no, not at all. I haven't had a drink in five weeks. I'm, I'm okay. trying to be good. Oh, very good. I'm yeah. off the. Uh, so CB's on a bit of a, a cricketing bender at the moment after oh. making finals. So if any of CB's cricket mates are watching tonight's show, feel free to write in how he travels. If he's a good bowl, if he gets smacked around the park, whatever it yeah. might be, but. Good to have the listeners back on board. Uh, make sure, if you are watching, make sure you do give whatever feed you're watching it on a, a like or a wait, retweet or put a comment in there just to help boost us up the uh, the rankings a little bit. Everything's much appreciated. Make sure you get involved with the comments as well. Uh, and with that, we'll uh, we'll get stuck into it. Oh, well, oh, oh, well hello. Hello. good evening, gentlemen. Yeah. I heard everything. I heard Did you? everything. Show us I believe feet. there's some tickets on the Tiger train that might be a little bit questionable now, but uh, <laughs> happy birthday, Tiggs, for the other day. But Thank you, mate. I think it's a new year, and I'm going to try and be a new man, Michaels. I'm going to try and be better behaved and, you know, just generally contribute better to this wonderful program that we got. No, I'm not. Bloodbath. Ill. <laughs> So Gil, Gil, straight off the bat, welcome to 2022, Gil. Yeah. 
So, Gil, you got some big fancy new screens going into Marvel, do you? That's what you reckon will enhance the customer experience of the product, do you? It's sexy. Will allow me, the people's poet, to give you some news. It may be new to you, given that you surround yourself with yes men and butt lickers, but the results are in. According to the latest fan survey, rule changes are the biggest issue. Gambling advertising was a top three issue as well. And guess what? We hate that loud shit music you pump out on top of some person screaming into a microphone at every break. Do you really think we'd go to the footy to watch an oversized TV that only David Warner would be impressed by? No, mate. <laughs> the game is a current abomination. Scoring is down to 1960s levels. Ruck nominations, stand and 666 have done nothing to improve the game. Scoring was better when you could actually just run two off the back of the square. The only people who think this crap is decent are the AFL hierarchy. The feedback on forums is pretty damning. If you were to even just remove stand and ruck nominations, it would have zero impact on the game's integrity. But as we learned in Michael Warner's excellent book, the only time you really care is when the brand and the big boy's integrity gets, in question, gets questioned. But that's okay because we've got an integrity division for that. I still have high hopes that Brad Scott can undo the damage that Stephen Hawking wreaked upon the game. So, Gil, stick your TVs where the sun, the sun doesn't shine. Give us our game back. Done. All right, yeah. we've got five minutes left for the show, boys. Let's speed it up. <laughs> very good. No, very good. Very good. Uh, interesting announcement by Gil. Yeah, he's a fuck card. Excuse me. Yeah, sorry. The, um, the big screen's not sure anyone will care too much about it, but you go well, definitely not Timo. Definitely not Timo. He doesn't like it. You know what pisses yeah. me off? They're taking my chips out of the MCG. My fucking oh, no rooster. rooster. Oh, yeah. come on. Hang on, hang on. You've got to give Royal Stacks a chance. They're the new blokes oh, in into Jesus. the MCG. They're a bit fancier, but they might be okay. We, we don't is know it, yet. We, what we, are they? Are they, is they I heard, didn't I read somewhere there was going to be like a pastor? Is that them or is that? No, else. no, so Royal Stacks is like a burger franchise. They're like an okay. Australian burger franchise. So yeah, Melbourne sort of popping up here and there. Yeah. Oh, Melbourne win one head. flag. They win one flag and all yeah. of a sudden it's gourmet food. Yeah. Like, okay. come on. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, if they are looking for cheese boards and stuff, give oh. me up. We'll, uh, we'll get you sorted out. <laughs> You're getting your cheese knife through the AFL members now, you know. <laughs> but guys, but guys, can we switch topic to the captains about how one bloke on this panel got it right, how you other three got it so desperately wrong? Oh, I'm not sure got it desperately wrong. I don't think. I'm pretty sure we all said that we would love Nankervis to get it, but we weren't sure if he would yeah. because of the media side. Yeah. But if we took that out of it, he right. as a shall player. Shall I bring up the video, lads? Shall we? Shall I bring up the <laughs> he, video? He probably will too. Twice a day, mate. No. I said I want him to be captain. You bloke said, look, yeah, it'd be nice, but it won't happen because they exit, 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 exit. And I said, no, no, he plays the Richmond way. That's why I reckon he'll be named captain. Hmm. Yeah, so just admit it, fellas. It was a good call. I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone's unhappy with the decision. I I'm think what you said. Oh, look, I know, Carl, a few of us yes, were sort serious. of thinking that Graham was going to get it. And then uh, do we think this is a holding position for him down the track or do you think this is going to be long term given that Nank's on the younger ish side Grimes obviously a bit older but mm. how do you see it playing out long term wise in you know five to six years 
Well, well I think, what? you know. All right, go ahead, Carl. Oh, no, go no, ahead. no, you go. No. All right, I'll be quick. I'll be quick, I promise. Well, a couple of opinions on it. One, um, we've actually got a young midfield. If you take out if you take out Presher and Cochin, and Martin, you know, he, he's not going to play full-time in the midfield, I don't think, but we've got a lot of young kids coming through. So mm-hmm. I was wrapping in Curvis Scott, the official role, because he's he's just going to lift them. He's that, you know, uh, on-field inspire us, particularly in the guts is what we need. Um, I reckon he's full, I reckon he'll be our captain until he retires, to be honest with you. He's that type... I just get that feel with him, and I'd be wrapped if that happens. I reckon Grimes is the stopgap, to be honest. Grimes is, you know, a couple of years, ease Nank into the role in, in relation to the media speak. And Nank speaks really well. His press was amazing. Um, and um, because our back line is our mature aspect, and who knows, we might default back to one captain or if a second a second leader steps up to a point where they appoint the second captain, then, yeah, someone will replace Grimes. But that's how I see it going. Can I just add something? Like, I really don't have a problem with two captains. There was a fair melt amongst some of the fans about two captains is what, and it's what poor teams do. And like, but I'm like, if we pound Carlton, say we get up by six, seven goals on Monday, do you reckon on you know, Thursday round one, do you reckon we're going to walk away going, oh, it was a great win, but by geez, that two captains thing was really distracting to me? Like, no. I think if they're the right people for the job, I mean, the, the club has made some very solid decisions the last few years. Why wouldn't we, we be backing that leadership to make those correct decisions again? Yeah, yeah agree. No, I'm with you 100%. I think, you know, we've got to have faith in uh, in the decisions they've made. The, they've made the decision for a reason to have two captains. Um, and I think, you know, we, ha- we have a lot of great leaders amongst our, our group of players. So... Uh, I think it, it, it was going to be a, a tough decision at the end of the day, and they probably struggled to narrow it down to to one captain. So, you know, why have one when you can have two at the end of the day and, and two great captains, co-captains in, in Grimes and Nank? So I look forward to seeing what they have to bring to the table, but I still think Jack Graham will be a captain of the football club. We, yeah, be it a vice-captain or a captain, his time will come. Yeah. And- Al, if I start laughing randomly, it's because I've seen something in the comments. Don't think I'm laughing at you. Oh, no, no, that's all right. Laugh away. (laughs) He does that a lot. It's disturbing. I agree with Vince's comment, which I've popped up on the screen. And it's the same for all AFL clubs, not just us, but there's always on-field leaders that that most lines, um, and it is, it's purely a title. And that's why I'm not too phased by the co-captain side of things. Obviously, the players had a big say in it as well, so you've got to respect their opinions. If it was a tied vote or whatever it might have been, uh, my my feel is that maybe Nank got all, not all the votes, but majority of the votes, but maybe Grimes is there to be a bit more of a mouthpiece. Uh, and he's a good leader in his own right, don't get me wrong. But um, I, I'm more than comfortable with it. It's, yeah, it's just the title. And, just, oh, those two boys will lead from the front, and that's all that matters for me. Agree with you, Michael. Just Jack, if I could just respond to Jack's, um, Jack's Nance comment, if you can just highlight it up. For the other viewers so they can see it. I, look, originally when I saw that, I think that's a lot of Melbourne in that. I'm not saying I'm not speaking for you, Jack. I'm just giving my opinion. So I've heard that from a few of my mates. A lot of people are judging our two co-captains based on what's happened at Melbourne, you know, with the Trengrove and Grimes's brother. The difference with us is you've got Nank, who's uh, an experienced in his prime ruck, and you've got Grimes, who's a senior, uh, you know, statesman. That's completely different in relation to experience than two 19, 20-year-olds that have just been basically thrown, hang on, we've got a shit list, minimal leadership, you two guys run it. So, um, And the other thing I'll say about it, we've got now a leader 
we've got leaders across all lines. You've got leaders in the forward line. Like you said, it's a title. So I reckon it's a smart, it's a smart decision. Now, the other, the other topic I want to talk about quickly, I didn't actually raise it with you guys, and I should have. Uh, Neil Baum's comments about the rules that Hocking brought in, uh, he just slapped him over the fence. He, he has said literally what all of us, not just Richmond supporters, but AFL-wide supporters were thinking, to come from someone of that type of power is a very, very interesting uh, thing to happen, CB. Neil Baum, if you're listening, Neil Baum, stop stealing my bloodbath stuff. Right. <laughs> we know that we, ne- we now know that Hillary bugged the uh, presidential officers. Barmy, get out of my computer, right? Stop stealing my shit. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Your cards marked, Barm. Your cards marked. Yeah. What a dickhead. The most what dickhead did that? The most beautiful thing I've heard on radio. And look, he just proves it that he just basically said, "We know you brought this rule in to fuck one club over. Took us a while to adjust to it, and it was his way to give a slap back." in my opinion. I love him for it. All right. Now, we obviously had the uh, game against the Cats on the weekend, the unofficial pre-season game, whatever we want to call it. Um, Scoreline doesn't really matter too much, although, you know, the first four periods, if that's that's what they're called now, both teams fielded what you would say is close to their best team as best as they could. I think we, we ended up ahead by about 14 or 15 points, whatever it might be, but... The big thing for me was we all got through unscathed, from what I can tell, so that was probably the biggest tick of the day. Um, but there was lots of little cameos and highlights amongst that, Carl. What did you make of the outing? One word, Gibkiss. Did you like him? I, I I was impressed with what I saw. I mean, you're coming up against some of the, the greatest, you know, forwards uh, of the competition. He, he had a tough, tough task. He's coming up against... Hawkins and Cameron for most of the day. And, okay, he was probably outmarked because, you know, he, he's just he's starting in the AFL system. But I was um, I was pretty impressed with what he what he showed early. He's got, like, a strong, strong build, and we, and we knew that. But, um, yeah, I, I think we've got, we got a good good look at uh, that what he, he's going to offer us in, in, in the years to come. Um, I, I was very impressed by it. By what he showed, and uh, and also Tarrant as well. Like it didn't see a lot of uh, of him, but it sort of seemed like he was managing to, um, you know, help coordinate the back line quite well in in the in the, the bits that I did see of him play. Um, yeah, and oh, the the, the thing the interesting thing I saw was um, Hugo Ralsmith playing in the back line. I don't know if you yeah. guys saw that. Um, I think this is this is interesting because we we tend to see a lot of players that might start or get well known for playing a particular position, and then in the years to come, they're moved in other areas. The the other one that comes to mind for me is is Baker. I, I know like he he's gone up forward, but I've always seen Baker to be a good sort of half back player. Like I I don't really like him up forward. I don't know if you guys agree with me on that but i yeah. seeing him in the fall i don't I, I, as much as i think baker played forward and you know came to the club as a forward for me he's sort of been that lack that 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 lock back half back type player and I, I i don't know what the logic is behind that you know where we sort of have players in the forward line and then all of a sudden they're playing the back line or vice versa i'm not sure what the go is there well when you look at it carl you look at josh caddy we've tried josh as a winger, and it was, nah. Mm-hmm. Tottenham was an on-baller, definitely didn't work. 
Guess what? He's a natural half forward. How good has he looked in the two outings we've seen put him back in his natural areas? And he looks bloody dangerous. He looks really good. Hmm. What, he's already, if I was to pick a team right now, I know we've got a few injuries in that, but for me, Josh Caddy would be on that half forward line for me in round one. He just, he knows where the big goals are and he can take, he's a good sized body. Like, yeah I, yeah, I get what you're saying. Totally. Yeah, but when he plays, you know, his best football, Caddy, it's now best 22, regardless. Like, you know, but I just think he's really struggled the last few years. He just can't seem to get himself right. So this is Josh Caddy. So I'm hoping that, you know, for, for our sake, for his sake as well, we can see him, you know, get back to his best and have a really good season. Yeah. I like the strength of coaching. We we because um, we knew he was going to get punished for most of the game. Like he was, he was leading behind um, Cameron a lot, but in saying that, he worked through it. It was good for the coaches to leave him on it because the way I sort of saw the game is, if you look, we had a weaker side on paper than they did. They were only missing what Mongolia and Duncan, I think, was the two mainly starting through the dull missing. But we didn't have Grimes, we didn't have Cochin, we didn't have Gray, and we didn't have Lambert, right? So, but um, we and we're playing on their home deck on a ground that they've, you know, they normally have a ninety percent win rate on um and we beat them easily the way i saw it like in general fluff football so general player generally call that fluff football they wasted a lot of their ball even though they try to play on and play on the ability for our back line even though it wasn't at full strength and we still had tarrant learning it which i differ from your car i don't think tarrant played well at all he was fumbly he was too too grab but i'm going to give him slack because he's a champion player and it's him getting to know a new system, probably nerves set in a bit, you know, trying yeah. to impress his fellow teammates. They are human. but And it's his um, first game for a while as well because of his injury at North. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I reckon he'll click in. But Hugo Rail-Smith, for me, in the back line's inspired. It's what I was hoping for last year. Um, he's a perfect Hawley replacement for me because he's what I call a dasher. His instinct is to run straight lines. That's what Hawley does. He doesn't mind getting in the mix of the hardball, which Hawley um, did do, but... Uh, a lot of people oversaw with Hawley because they always remember his run, his run, his run. Um, and he makes good decisions. He's a one-touch player generally. Yeah, he can overkick it because that's his youth. Um, but, yeah, he's going to be de- – and he's a lot faster than Hawley is. If you give him just a straight line to run, um, yeah, so I, and he's got the height. He's taller than Hawley. So he's actually – you know, Hawley's a champion player. I'm not saying he's a better player than Hawley now. There's no way. But I reckon he'll have that ceiling with our development, Hugo, to equal, if not surpass, what all he brought. What really struck out for me, remember, guys, in the last show, a couple last shows, I was really bullish about us being top four. And one of the reasons I was bullish, I said a couple of things. I said, we need Edwards to be move freely. We need Cochin and look injury-free. Um, we need, you know, obviously, Dustin Martin, I was confident we'll get back into the group pretty quickly because our, our core group is there. And I saw everything I needed to see. Edwards looked as good as he's looked. He looked better than he looked last year, and this he is looks the like he's twenty-one. He's unbelievable. Oh, he moved really. His lateral movement was back. His, right. It was great to see. Cochin didn't play obviously, but on the mm. intra cup, he, he moved well before. I think he did an ankle. Um, you know, and I, and I saw that. And Lambert obviously is still injured. But look, what we've got on the park, the Cats wanted to win the game, and they couldn't. That says it all for me. I'll, I'll, I'll say this before we move on to the, to the next one. I actually had Hugo. I was hoping Hugo might have taken Marlins pick it on the. I would like to see Hugo have a go on the wing, purely yeah. because of that pace and his ball mm. use. And I still like Daniel Rioli behind the ball. He was um, 
he was a genuine find and a halfback one last year. But we'll see what the coaching they're doing it for a reason. We'll see what they throw up. Um, but let's get on to the next one. The Bolter move. Boys, is it working? Is it not? How are we seeing it after a scratch I, match and the Cats match? I liked it. I, I saw a lot of heat, him copying a lot of heat on socials, more particularly when he played Ford. But I thought he actually adapted to playing multiple positions really well. That can't be easy to do. The change your mindset at an elite level competition mid-game like mm-hmm. that um, wouldn't be easy. And, you know, you see a few times him leading up at the ball at centre-half forward when he's got Tom Stewart on him, takes a mark, and then who's back deep in the square? You've got Lynch or Rewalt. That's the perfect outcome for us. You've got Stewart away from it or Blitzarves, yeah. and you've got the ball going, you know, potentially 65, 70 metres over their head into our other two key forwards. Uh, I thought he did well. I mean, my biggest scare is that he does get confused because it's a lot to take on. But given our backline was undermanned and we didn't keep him there, I thought he handled it really well. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not sold on it to, yeah, to be honest. With you. Yeah, I right. think he's better with the ball coming to him, but that's just my personal take on it right now. But we've got to give it time to see if it'll work. Yeah. But currently, right now, um, I'm 50-50 on. I'm still on the fence whether this is a good yeah. idea or not. I remember when we first got Bolter and we tried him as a forward and it never worked. If Great. you remember the Indeed first so. few games that we had, so we've already tried that um, string and he suffers for it. He's not because he's not smart. It's just because. I thought early on he didn't work as a four because he didn't know which positions to run in to get the ball because he's an imposing type figure. The problem is because we've got so much height, you've got Nan Kervis in, say, in the centre part of the ground, then you've got Lynch and Jack. Where does Bolter fit as if you put him on the forward line, um, pe- people kicking into our forward? He, yeah, I really like I don't him think it needs line. to be permanent. I, no. I think it's just good to have a swingman sort of Harry Taylor style. Like if, if we need a bit of X factor up forward, You've got someone who can do it. He can clunk the ball, kick a kick a goal. Well, look, this would be cool, but if what would you have said to Alistair Clarkson? We played Buddy Franklin um, in the back line, and but he was a natural forward. You think, yeah, he, Buddy would be a superstar in the back line, but he clicked. He just Bolter showed so much in the back line in the ability to intercept, to read, um, to to exit the ball with that huge sixty meter kick, which breaks the lines. Um, we've just we're giving let's look like you said Harwick might be doing a Harwick get all the up both thinking that we're going to be playing him forward and just swing him because he did turn the grand final when he went forward let's not forget that CB he he helped was a big part of changing that momentum when we were getting dominated in the second then he threw Bolter in yeah into the forward line and it kickstarted us a little bit yeah hmm. what we skipped over. Ivan Soldo Mark II is running around out there with a nice luscious mullet. Uh, <laughs> uh, Soldo, what a pleasant return to football that was. Uh, one that he got through without hurting himself, Carl. But two, mm. it showed you how much we missed his tap work and his even his ability to go forward and kick two goals was good as well. But I think you know I know it's a, a small sample size over the weekend, but surely it's sort of undisputable that uh, him and Nank are our best-looking ruck combo. If we're to go oh. places and be a threat, it, it kind of hinges on them a bit. 100%. 100%. And, you know, seeing him play that practice match just showed how much we missed him last year as well. You know, I mean, the season last year, was it, it was pretty much a, a write-off for us overall. Like, we, you could just tell. Like, I, I think I said this on, on the last pod that uh, as soon as we lost to Sydney by the margin we did, that the warning signs were there last season. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think having him back, the great man back, and 
seeing the mullet as well. It's, he's, he's channeling his cousin, uh, which which is nice. Uh, a number 20 with a mullet uh, rucking at Richmond again. It's uh, it's good to see and good to have the big man back. I'm very wrapped to see him back and as fit as how he is. Uh, but it was a little concerning to see. He did have sort of a little bit of like padding a bit on, on, on the affected leg. Maybe it just might have been a a thing, a precautionary thing, because it was a practice match. Um, He's but, had a bit of game in his play. It looked like... Has he? I thought that too. It's a soccer pad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he has a game in place. It looked more like a bit... To me, it looked more like injury padding or something, you know. I thought that too, actually. Yeah, I didn't notice it until later on. I'm like, oh, shit, what's he done? Carlton's second rock, Silvani. He wears one as well. Okay. Carlton's Silvani. There you go. No, but uh, Big Soldo, good to have him back. Um, yeah. There's been a lot of love in the comments for Tom Lynch, lads, who yeah. I think mm. we could easily comfortably say was moving a lot more freer than he was last year, Tiggs, which makes a hell of a difference when you're a yeah. key forward. His knee's finally right. You could see that. Um, he's always had magical hands. But what needed, what he didn't have last year was the ability to get that space on his opponent so the defenders could close it all down. Now he's got that back. I love the fact it showed our intent with the practice game. He kicked three goals in pretty quick succession and we, and we pulled him off. He didn't play for the rest of the game. I think it was only two quarters he played and we pulled yeah, him well, off. While well, they kept their, you know, Camerons and the Hawkins. No, he's he's going to be special. He's Let's just stay, stays fit. Um, if we can keep him fit and press you fit to keep on giving him that supply, uh, yeah, we're top four, no doubt. Interesting point there, Tiggs, and Swan's not in the run sheet that I've noticed, but I want to bring it up. Um, I can already see a visible change. We are moving the ball better. Remember last year, our kick into the Ford 50 sucked. Oh, yeah. it, was it was horrific, right? Shocking. David Teague is already earning his money. We are already taking smarter options, yep. and we are hitting more targets more frequently. Yep. Um, to me, that ball, that ball forward of the wing, that movement looks far better already, in my opinion. 100% better than Carousella. 100% better than Carousella. Oh, well, don't. Well, controversial. He went to Essendon. He can get stuffed. Blake who? But, um, <laughs> no, David. good point, CB. I was actually about to say the exact same yeah. thing. That I did leave it off, but I, I didn't know if it was my eyes wanting to see that or if it was actually noticeable the, the way the ball was going inside 50. Just It was just nice to see players on the move, not standing still yeah. kicking on top of their head and having a, a crowd of 50 go for the ball. So, I don't know, Carl. Uh, did, you, did you see the same things that yeah. CB's mentioned? And I think, you know, last year in particular, I don't know if you guys noticed it, but we sort of, we chipped the ball a lot inside 50 when we were there. We were just, we always yeah. seemed to try and get as close to the goals as we could. And we'd waste so much time doing that. I didn't see any of that yesterday. I, you know, I, I saw a little bit, I know in 2017, we, we had a lot of our hand passing game. I saw sort of, uh, a little bit of that back in our in our game yesterday when we were you know sharing the ball, hand passing a bit so that we could get on on the scoreboard, uh, which I thought was good. But yeah, I have to agree. I think our forward entry was a lot better from uh, from what I saw. Yeah. What do you guys think of um, George Castagna? He worries me. Yeah. Oh, he worries me. I, look, I would love what he did. I've always been a defender of his. But I haven't read the agenda. Have I done something wrong? No, mate. He's his no. first two games have been. His first scratch match intra, and against on the weekend, he was excellent. Yeah, well, I differ. I, he, for me, he's, he's showing exactly <laughs> what he's shown 
he's shown for me what exactly what he's shown last year. He, I love his chaos style, and that's that's what he does. He brings pressure, but he didn't bring any pressure that I could. Obviously, I'm watching it on on the TV. Oh, or come on. I didn't uh, see the pusher. No, he, he, he no, no. the ball. It was he carved yeah. the ball. He carved no. He had a very good game. No. I didn't think yeah. I, can't, I have to disagree. You, you can't say he doesn't bring pressure. That's the key element to Castagna's game. Okay, yeah. he may not put the pressure on the scoreboard necessarily because his kicking is not yeah. great when he when he he lines up for a set shot. But if there's one thing you can't dish Castagna for, it's pressure and effort. I, yeah, I feel comes, like. Huh? How come numbers are so low? But I think a lot of the players maybe weren't going at a hundred percent crack to the pressure that rating in that type yeah. of game. But right. that was about seventy percent on the weekend. The uh, one thing that stood out for me with Georgie is he, he marked the ball about you know thirty five forty out on a forty five like an okay angle, and he actually went for a drop punt. Couldn't believe it. I, I thought he, I don't know whether this is by instruction or whether he's trying something different. He's the got team train. That's the way you you, you drop it. Drop the ball. Yeah, so that was interesting. But I, I'm not against him. And we saw Arts play up up the ground a bit too. But if those guys can, you know, roll through the wing a bit as well and just cause a few mismatches, I know he's not the tallest bloke, but it, yeah, I think there's maybe a bit more versatility to him if he can swing up the ground a bit yeah. too. Yeah. But the, look, to be fair, unfortunately for him, the jury's going to be out on him between Tiger fans all year. People want different things to happen for, for a small forward, but um. Yeah, I mean the coaches obviously back him in every week. So, yeah. Now the great well, number four. And oh, just okay. to clarify, I've always backed his pressure. I know the role that he does. He blocks space by his run and all that beautiful stuff, right? What I want more from him. He's now a senior player. That's what you do. You hate. What? You're a hater. That's what you I'm do. Not a hater. Hate. I'm like, fuck it. You said yeah. Mancurvis was a hack. I've got the video. <laughs> <laughs> I turned you around so much, mate. You had a Marlon Pickett birthday cake. I was impressed with that. Oh, are we going to talk about Miller? Can we talk about Miller? Uh, we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get to him. We'll do Dusty first. Right. And listeners out there, make sure you send through your thoughts on the game and plays as well. We'll pop them up on the screen. Dusty, for me, played three yeah. quarter, um, two quarters more than I thought he was going to, to be honest. Yeah. But I, I get why with maybe a conditioning perspective. Probably looked a little bit rusty for Dusty's level early on. And... We, we were watching it and we actually made comment of it. And then no more than 30 seconds later, he's wheeled out the middle and hit someone on the chest inside 50. It's like, yeah. oh, well, the rust is gone now. But he looked really comfortable out there. Obviously got through um, relatively okay by the looks of it. So it was just great to see him back out in the field after a, a really extended layoff. Yeah. I think mm. they played him in the guts to get his confidence with his body right too. They, I was per- it looked purposeful for me. I don't know how you guys saw it that... He didn't really go forward. He really just no. played in the centre. Right? No, the club, actually, the club that, he's playing more mid- midfield time this year. Yeah, no, well, he, he, he was also, actually – he was our highest centre bounce attendant. With 69%, he was in the centre bounces for. And for that, for me, is the coach saying, and to him probably, maybe not, you know, subliminally, look, we want your body to get hit so you can understand that you're right. You know, he might believe he's right, but until it actually happens, he gets a bump and stuff, and he gets through it with no problems, then he'll click in a gear. But – can we talk about how he had Selwood on him? He had Guthrie on him. Uh, sorry, Guthrie, Selwood, and Dangerfield were all in the centre with him, right? And he basically turned them all inside out, turned around, re-sprinted back to the forward line and hit Lynch on the tit. That was just, yeah, that's just magical. People writing him out and thinking of Petrarca, they're going to they're gonna eat some shit this year and I'm going to love shoveling it to them. Love it. <laughs> 
Yeah. No, it'll be good. It'll be good to see um, Dusty fit and firing for round one. I I think it it was good to see him in the midfield, though, because, uh, I mean, he can be dangerous when he goes up forward. But, you know, I, I think the more time he spends uh, in the midfield, the better just to sort of, you know, get it, get it. I... <laughs> He's a great. He's great when he is in the midfield, and we don't want to have the reliance on him up forward to to keep saving us. You know, to to kick a few goals when when things are looking a bit dim and late in the third or whatever. The more we can move the ball freely in our forward line and have you know more than one goal kicker, uh, I think the better. So we've got to remember too, Carl. Whenever he gets the ball, he draws about three opposition players to him. Yeah, they're all trying to stop him. So mm. it frees and up he always he just doesn't argue. He just pushes them all away a lot of the time. So yeah. that's that's the that's Dusty at his best. No, it's good to have him back. Now your mate Miller Tiggs. A few people have mm. asked just earlier who's going to play full back. Is it a Gibkus versus Miller showdown? Um, I actually, for what it's worth, I thought Miller held his own and did okay again. Like he, yeah. you don't you don't look at him and think shit. He hasn't hardly played. He, he just seamlessly kind of fits into the role and does what he has to do, which is yeah. all you can kind of ask for. It's his second game, like if against opposition that's not intra club, in the sense that like he had one game in the seniors and then he had this against Geelong and very minimal VFL time because of COVID and all this hit. So he's not played many games at all. Look, he just for me is a that is a he's a neat disposal, great mark, has good agility, and he's a huge boy. Um, I see him taking Taron's spot in two years. I reckon they'll persist with him. Thank God that they kept him on the list. Um, and I look the last the sixth the, the sixth quarter when Geelong had a little bit of a run on, and they got over the top of our VFL side. He held the flag. He he generally um, intercepted a lot more that was coming in, um, and re- rebounded. You know, set up the chains to get the ball out. So I'm I'm bullish with Miller. You know, he's my two years. I reckon he'll be an up and comer if that makes any sense. Hmm. But do you think like? We're a little spoiled for choice now. So, like, in a sense that with Bolter moving forward, that's sort of paving the way to have Miller and Gibkiss fill that spot that Bolter might have played in the past because that's how I'm sort of reading it now. With with Bolter going up forward and then sort of making him the third tall up forward, we've now got the options of, uh, which I, I think we'll likely see Ben Miller fill that spot that Bolter was playing and then Gibkiss sort of learning the ropes and building confidence uh, but I, I don't think you could really see Ben Miller and Gip, Gipkis playing the same side. That, that's what I think, like, right now, anyway. No. Well, they're two hey, different types. Yeah, hey, Michael, there's a guy in the comment section. I think he needs to be nuked. Uh, he's commented twice. We'll, we'll give yeah, him a chance. No, you can I'll take him out. Joseph from nice Facebook. You, Joe. The you. eye is on you, so just see how he goes. Um yeah, interesting to see how the Miller one plays out. There's obviously a lot of people in chat saying that they think Gibkiss might play round one, and I think that would be a huge achievement on his part uh, to play round one. But I think to do so, uh, we, we really have to see how he fits in with the other full-strength back line, which I, I'm, I'm assuming will happen against um, the Hawks. Otherwise, it's it just seems a little bit too risky. But um, no, Miller doing well. The other one that a lot of people have raised questions or positive comments about is how good Prestia looks this time of year. Mm-hmm. So, so, so the club has made a decision after his run of injuries the last three years where they thought by taking weight off him, it would benefit him. But now they've come to the realisation they actually need to put more meat on the meatball <laughs> and actually muscle him up. So um, 
really interesting decision by the strength and conditioning department to come to that decision. Um, so I'm fascinated to see if that assessment um, comes to fruition. But at the moment, geez, he's ticking boxes. Our best player. Most, yeah. One of the most important players too. Yeah. But at the moment on form, he's our best player. Yeah. Oh, Luther just put in press to your ankle. I hope not, Lisa. I hope. I hope he's well. Okay. He he went for scans today. There was a bit of footage on the news tonight, just showing that he, that there could be something surrounding the ankle, but um, he seemed to sort of walk it off. So I I'm, I don't think it's going to affect round one, but you never know. So okay. it'd be all precautionary this stage. Cochin was the same. It's all precautionary. They just want to make sure that everyone's cherry ripe for round one. I'd imagine. Have um, you got Pickett on your list? I don't, but the next one's probably going to be a contentious yeah. one amongst the uh, the audience. Jack Ross. So he he spent the second most amount of time at the centre bounces with 67%. Uh, Dow was at 44%, the other one. Yeah. I felt he got better as the game got on, but I still just don't think he did enough to, to wow anyone or to sort of say, I'm going to take your spot come round one. He's probably in a really hard position where our midfield's one of our absolute strengths and we bat fairly deep. I'm just not sure what tricks he offers that other people don't that are going to get him ahead of him. Was he playing? Oh, that's savage, Carl. That's that's hurtful, Carl. That's savage. That's hurtful, Carl. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I just, I didn't really see much of him. I didn't, I I thought I I was more impressed by Dow than I was by Ross. I thought Dow showed, I think he really showed that he wants to play good footy for us, Dow. And I saw a lot of positive signs for him from him, and I would be more inclined to to back Dow in than Ross for if, if if it were talking about in contention for round one, I would put my hand up and say I'd be happier with Dow than I would be with Ross. I'd have to agree. I like I like what I saw from Dow on the weekend. CB mm. Ross can find it, like he he usually can rack it up, but the whole problem is his his disposal is so iffy. And that's the biggest knock I've got on him is he can get it. He's, he's a big size kid. He competes hard, but he just butchers it so much. Like I'd love to see his DE de on the last two outings because he, um, yeah, he does he does turn it over a bit, which is my yeah. concern with him. Look, I feel for the kid. He obviously is trying his guts out to make a career for himself. So I applaud that with him. He's I hate the term vanilla. But he, I think we recognise Dow because Dow has that burst out of a pack and has really good hands. We look at RCD, we see his size and his ability also have that burst. Ross doesn't have that tool. He's got work right. He'll work for you, but he has no tools with him. And when you get a player like that, they've got to have something at least like Tuck was bullocking forward. Like, yes, Tuck's disposal was not great, but you knew where the ball was going. He would just kick it, right? He would just hack kick it forward and he would never shirk a contest. Um, then, you know, like uh, Greenwood's another one that reminds me of Ross that plays in the opposition, used to play with the opposition. Hack of a kick, but, you know, ball, get in there, smack in, don't care who he hurts and get the ball forward. Ross doesn't have that animal instinct. He yeah. he plays passive football. Yeah, you'll get the hard ball. I'm not saying he's soft, but he doesn't have – and his disposal, like you said, he's below AFL standard, so he – He's got to ramp up that, you know, ultra, you know, smacking, you know, be the enforcer type. So he does that. Uh, yeah, I don't see him lasting the year, unfortunately. I think he just looks lost a lot of the time. Like, he'll get possession in the ball and then all of a sudden the ball's turned over. 
Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know how you can sort of fix that, but uh, they, they need to really work with him on that because anytime he, he sort of plays the AFL level, that's the one big observation I make. He, he gets the ball yeah. and it's turned over very quickly. Yeah. 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 Adrian Doro, if you're watching, nothing under a pick five for him, mate. <laughs> you know who I would love, you know I would love Ross to train with just for like for a month? Birdman Evans. Remember him? We very limited skillful player. He wasn't a skillful player. Very limited. If you had a given bird, uh, if Ross, if Birdman had Ross's tank and ability to run all day, Birdman would have played a lot more games, right? Because he was a hard nut. I still remember when he floored um, Barry Hall on a wing. I think it was at the MCG. You know, hip and shoulder and Barry Hall went off with a um, done AC joint. That's what Ross needs to get. You know, he needs to get that mongrel, but he hasn't got it. Hmm. Um, is RCD injured? I believe so, because I was looking out yeah. for him as well. I mean, they can you, you surely wouldn't knowingly not play him unless he wasn't. It's uh, he a big year for coming up in RCD. He got cleaned up in the hit-out before the game. Oh, uh, yeah, I think there was a clash there. He's involved with, and he went. Down. Hopefully, he can get up for the Hawks game. It'd be good to see him out there with the uh, with the AFL elite mids as well. Uh, Shea Bolton, this in, I was staggeringly only he attended four centre bounces. Now, watching it, I didn't believe it, but um, I think he was playing off the wing a little bit and just so quick to get in there and, and get amongst the action. But his work across the ground was great. Three great goals. Um, he just reassured everyone, I think, yeah. that he's a quality player and we're very lucky mm-hmm. to have him that he's still with the club. And his ceiling's huge. and he's huge. He, he's vital. He, he's turned himself into such a, an X-factor player and I love him. Yeah. 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 Well said. Yeah, well his said. manager. His manager's rubbing his hands thinking about the next contract. Oh, why, 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 why wouldn't you be? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's going to be our – he's going to be our – He's yeah, he's – I wouldn't be surprised by the end of the year um, he's winning games off his own boot consistently because mm. he's, he's played with the master that does it, you know? He's a freak. Um, yeah, he's a freak. He's absolutely freak. Um, what did you think about Sonsi, boys? Are we talking about the kids yet or, we, or is there yeah. anyone else? Yeah, no, Sonsi's good. Yeah, two standards for me. Sonsi, people on our boards are talking shit. He's going to be a start mid. I reckon by halfway through the start, start the year, he'll be a start mid. Right. The other one I really look and I turned around because I wasn't a hater, but I call it as I see it. I, we all can't be, you know, like lukewarm coffees. Can we see me with opinions? Um, <laughs> but Pickett really impressed me when he had played that last two quarters. His aggression at the ball was really great. That hasn't gone lucky. But, mate, Banks, Sonzi, our future is. Brown. Our futures. Brown, yeah, yeah. How good was Brown? Yeah, we're in – you guys, they're all going to grow together. Yeah, we're in a really Sonsi, good place. I, I like Sonzi when he was playing in the – I think the last part of the first four periods when there's a few times you could see his desperation to get that hard ball get it, and get it moving yeah. forward. And it was kind of – he was doing what we want Ross to do, but in his first game, if that makes yeah. sense. He, he um, might be our next Cochin. Be cool, yeah, CB. Be cool. Be cool. And as far as, as the, the way he plays – the, the clubs that were looking at him, I think, have really missed the mark with how far they let him slide to us. Based on pure talent, like ignore all the external shit that whatever their reasons are. On talent alone, he deserved to go higher than what we get him in the thirties or something, didn't we? He was touted as number one for a big chunk of his draft year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we might have actually done a heppel. Yeah, heppel did with the string. 
his hamstring oh. got ruined and he went to Essendon, biggest draft wrought. No, that wasn't that, that wasn't no, that wasn't that wasn't Heppel. I know who you talk about. That was, it was Heppel. No, it was Heppel. It was Heppel. Go back. I don't anyway, know. Stuff, yeah, hundred percent. It was Heppel. Yeah, they they they. Yeah, but now Sonzi's a gun, absolute gem. Yeah. He looked very composed. Hmm. Has he got a tank to play mid full time yet? Do you reckon? Or this going to come with a couple of pre seasons? Wouldn't have thought uh, yet. Yeah, a couple of pre seasons. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. He'll be, he'll uh, what be about Judson, what about Judson Clark? Did it, what do we think of his game? I didn't see a lot of him, but from what I did see of him, he's bloody quick, oh, fast. Hmm. I didn't see him because every time I blinked, he was gone. <laughs> I didn't watch the last oh, two dish. quarters because I was really hung over on Sunday, and just getting <laughs> to the first four was enough. <laughs> yeah, being honest. No, it's a bit like that. And a few people are asking about Biggie. What do we think of Biggie's efforts in the the last two quarters? I thought he, uh, I thought he showed a little bit of leadership. I know it's been mentioned a couple of times within the club that he and Miller kind of organise everything back there. And it's this is why we need to be able to see more VFL games to be able to see these things more often and, and watch the kids come through. But I thought I thought Biggie didn't do too bad. I, the club obviously hold him pretty highly with all the sort of media and stuff they did on him early on in pre-season. I think they've got high hopes for him. But um, again, it's the area of the ground he's playing in, it, it could be the issue with trying to break into the side because we've kind of got, like you touched on before, Carl, we're kind of sport for choice down there with who's mm. coming. You've got Gibkes who have, who's come in who's effectively probably already penciled in ahead of him because he's just got that exposure and natural talent in that area. So I'm just not sure how he's going to crack into the ones at the moment. Yeah, but I think we need to, you know, make sure we still have the system we've had in the past, which I think we sort of took on maybe from Geelong where your VFL game plan is very similar to the AFL game plan and you have those backup players that play the same role an AFL footballer would in the VFL system. That's an AFL-listed player that can come into our AFL system and play their role very similar to how they've been playing it in the VFL. So, you know, we talk about Biggie here in this instance. Um, I, I think, you know, he 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 could end up being a great player for us um, when when we do sort of get depleted in our back line and we need players to stand up. He, I think he has the potential to be a, a sort of player that can step up and can potentially compete for uh, a spot in our best 22, but... Uh, right, right now, I'd, I'd say he probably needs a little bit more development, but one, one to watch for sure. To answer your question, Jack, oh, personally, I think he does want it because, from what I hear when he's at training, and this might sound like a small thing, but he's always asking or demanding to play on Jack or Tom in every drill he can. So he's playing on the best to learn from the one some of the best forwards in the game, and the fact he wants to put himself against those blokes time after time is, is a great quality and a great sign that he's keen to make a fist of it. So mm, yeah. you can only go by that, but um, yeah, fingers crossed he, he makes it. Darren's hit a perfect point. Our depth, could you see, the thing is we've got so many good players now and good quality kids in our system. We recognise, I think um, Clark was on one of the um, one of the um, website um, videos where he said, we've got to now start to pick and choose Make home decisions because some of these really good quality kids we're going to have, we're going to see them go to other clubs because there's no opportunity for them. But you know, we know they're 200 game players type of thing. So uh, sometimes when I heard that and I heard Neil Bunn talk a bit about it too in his interview, 
I just remembered how we were in 2014 and 2013 and 12 and 10 and how shit we were. Like someone like Biggie would have be, been in our top 18 straight off the bat, bat, you know what I mean? So, yeah, we've got to work out that puzzle because there's so much quality talent that we're going to lose um, because we're not going to be able to fit them in, <coughs> fit them in unfortunately, if we don't transition. Well, here, uh, well, actually, we'll throw it open to some listener questions there because a few are coming through. CB, this is a really good talking point in question. Our next key forward post Rewalt slash Lynch. So keep sending through your questions, guys. We'll get through a few. Well, I mean, you'd have to say that possibly Bolter <laughs> will be one if they persist with it. Mm. Um, I, to be honest with you, I mean, you can always see like Dustin Martin two more years on the ball. And did he feel like Lee Matthews finish up full forward for two years? I, I, I don't know. I, it's the second one. It's the second one that worries me. If, if Boulder's there, okay, but I can't work out who the next main – maybe Samson Ryan, depending on how he develops. But he's – he's still a couple of years off. He just looks skinny, doesn't he? He doesn't look like he's put in. He looks like he's Liam McBean, Mark II. Just cannot put weight on. Um, Feels like he's more of a ruck forward as well rather than a forward ruck. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and, I, and I think that's where losing Coleman Jones and maybe a child could bite us in the ass. I, I just think we needed to hold one of them, um, but for whatever reason, it hasn't worked out. We've lost one. Um, maybe so I don't know. I, I think a much free agency issue. Well, that... I think that's probably where it, it may have to come from. If you're looking for an immediate fix, we don't need um, to come from the ranks, really, do we? For the for that second spot, like you said. Yeah, it would be interesting. It's going to be an interesting, I think, Tiggs, it's going to be a very interesting off-seat draft and trade season coming up for Richmond with with the picks we've got. And given that we've gone for two years heavily invested in the draft, it would be interesting to see what we do beyond that point. So, yeah, I'm not not sure the honest answer. I'm not sure. Mm. All right. Uh, Carl, what position is Baker playing this season? Good luck trying (laughs) to land on one. Um, well, I think it's quite clear now they want him sort of in the, they want him in the forward line. So a half back, I reckon in the pocket, uh, he kicked a goal. I can't remember what quarter it was, but he sort of just goal sneak, sort of grabbed the ball, kicked it around the body for a goal. Uh, if, if I had my way, I'd like to see him off half back, but, uh, the way it's going right now, I'd say, yeah, he, he's going to go sort of half forward in the pocket position, I reckon this year. Can you give me Swan's question? Thank you, Michael. God bless you. Uh, all, all over it. God bless you. <laughs> we ranked 18th in 2021 for clearances from stoppages, which is just <laughs> like unbelievable. Can yeah. we turn this around for 2022? The reason why, Slimy, um, and thank you for joining the, the show, Martin. This is the first time you've been been with us, unless your um your handle's changed. Um not having not having pressure for large chunks of last year, not having Clotchin for a big period at the beginning of the year, not having Soldo for the whole year. Yeah, so what I'm getting at is not having a good portion of a midfield um, for particularly the first half of the year is a big reason why we were so poor in our clearances. Um, and, and people underestimate the power of Soldo, the, the, particularly the ruck combination that we have. Um, now that we've got them, now that we've got them together again. Um, um, you know, you'll see, like we did against uh, the Cats, they had their essentially starting midfield outside of Duncan, and you know, we beat them so, um, we beat them pretty easily. So, 
for us, like with all teams, keep your fitness, you can keep your team together. Um, we've always been a great stoppage side. Remember 2017, we we won a flag based on forward stoppage. We won it in the full. We went wide in the forward to the pockets to get it over the boundary so we could cause a stoppage and then score a goal. So we can do it. And in the finals in 2020, we went from being eight, 16th, it was clearances. Come for last two weeks or three weeks before finals, we were number one in the league. We just pillared every team we played. So, um, yeah, we've, we've definitely got a good midfield. We've got a different and a good clearance midfield, but we're a bit more tactical when we use it. Um, yeah, so I've got no, no concern for us um, next year or this year. Uh, next one. It's not so much a question, CB, but rather the statement you might be able to add to. Our shortest pre-season ever and our club has recognised this as a major problem last year. Have you already been able to see any difference in the way we're sort of running across the ground with a, a bit more of an extended layoff of the boys fresher? What do you, what's your vibe? Oh, 100%. 100%. The, 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 we were cooked. By round 12 last year, we were cooked. And you can just see the energy around the group. Like there's a buzz, you can see it. You can like it's the best way I can put it. Um, I, I think it's, it's just funny. Look, Melbourne's come out and bushwhacked, bushwhacked North White 82 points in a pracking match. And I'm trying to gauge Melbourne going, they're going to be 88. Is 88. What's that? Oh, whatever, mate. It's North. But yes. what I'm saying is, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at going, are they going to be a 2018 Richmond? Like Melbourne, are they going to come out? At, so, so we're going to come out of the gates. What I'm trying to work out is, are we going to come out of the gates hard and fast and poleaxe teams in the first half and then dine out? You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how, because of how we've approached preseason, we've had a break, what what it will transpire in the second half of the year. So I'm, I'm curious to see, are we going to come out of it? Like McCoy did, bang, out of the gates? Or are we just going to build, 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 build? And then that last... That last sort of six eight rounds, we, we we start cracking the whips. The uh, the other interesting thing on the preseason is this might be the first one for a couple of years now where they've been able to train together as a group from the word go. It's been very disjointed because of the different COVID protocols that they've had, which I think some of the people within the club are on record as saying caused a bit of havoc. Um, and it kind of and it not wouldn't be just us, but we know how heavily we rely on the connection side of things. Um, but do you think that plays a bit of a part, Carl, just being able to be in each other's company from the get-go? Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, uh, aside from last year where we obviously missed the finals and stuff, we've, we've gone deep into September, which, you know, means that we we start later in our, our pre-season prep and, and whatnot. Um, and I, I, I don't think the, the COVID protocols are going to affect our situation too much. Um, because it's just become a norm over the last few years. You know, every club's had to adapt to it. Uh, and, and we can't say, like, it's an excuse by any means as to why, you know, uh, like we, we might look shabby or whatnot. I, I don't think we've looked fitter, to be honest, to come back in, in a long time. The boys look really fresh. Um, but they look fit too. The whole the whole squad, they look really fit walking out there. Uh, and I, I reckon it's the fittest that they've they've looked in quite some time. So... I'm I'm excited by uh, by what what what's ahead for this year. Yeah, I, I know everyone spoke about um, Dustin Martin and his physical appearance, but the guy I can't stop looking at is Toby Nankervis. Looks as fit as I've ever seen him. He looks unreal, Nankervis. Mm. Yeah, I agree. 
He's primed just as a battering ram. He is going to go through a lot of midfielders this year, much to our delight. Uh, we'll go through a couple more. Tiggs, this is a, this could be controversial, but I like I like it, Jack. It's good to have a bit of different questions on the show. Uh, question out of left field. Let's say we stuff it up this year on the back of minimal injury excuses. Does Hardwick survive? So I'm assuming that means not, not making finals is what I would take from that. But if we have a full list for most of the year, everyone's fit and healthy and we bomb out, does anything change from a coaching standpoint? Uh, look, it's a good question, um, but it's a win-win. It's a win industry, right? That's at bottom line. That's how it is. And his win record stacks up. Like at the end of the day, um, if unless we can, def- if we if, if we finish the year like that, Jack, and we can't explain why it happened, and if the Hardwick Hardwick goes, oh, I don't know, or doesn't handle it well, like he's putting blame on others or putting blame elsewhere instead of being accountable for it, then, yeah, I could say, you know, it's against our culture and something may happen, but it would have to be something outside, you know, reality, let's be honest, in the sense that even if we had a shocker year, if we could identify why we had it, identify a plan to correct it and identify to move on from it, Hardwick, if Hardwick does that, yeah, he'll coach next year. And why wouldn't he? He's, he's, he's on, statistically, he's the best coach in, in Australian football at the moment. He's won the most flags out of any other coach. That's coaching. Mm. Um, and we've got to respect that as a supporter group. It's very it's very easy. Or, the easy way out is to want change for the sake of change. Um, but, you know, if I had to trust the coach to see us through our next generation, if we did shit the bed, to bring our next champions across, it would be Hardwick because he's done it before. Yeah. No, I agree. All right, next one for Carl. Let's back up the top here. Sydney Stack. Does he play forward? Yeah. Hands down. He has to play forward. I think we, we showed how good – he showed how good he can play up forward in the last game against Hawthorne last year. You know, we, we looked like we were totally disinterested in the game. Um, it was shot. And then in the last quarters, couple of quarters, he moved up forward. And he just – you know, he showed the Sydney stack that we began to know when he first sort of started with us, you know, very um, – yeah, energetic, uh, attacking the football and, uh, yeah, could j- just kick a goal out of nowhere, you know, and, and play a bit of a, a goal sneaky role. So I hope uh, when he gets a game, he's playing in the forward line. Agree. Agree. CB, uh, Jaden Short is fit as but struggles to defend. Should he be pushed up onto the wing? I would say a premiership winning Jack Dye medalist who earned that right on our back line, that's where he stays. Jaden Short is an absolute weapon um, on that back line. And he's the sum of all parts, like Nathan Broad is, you know. But all those boys work together. So um, Jaden Short is very much part of that defensive um, six unit. You don't slide him up to win because, hey, well, actually, the guy we haven't spoken about is um, like Camden McIntosh has come back. We talk about how people have come back from pre-season. Camden McIntosh looks amazing on one wing. Like, he yeah. looks unbelievable. The other wing, I agree with Tiggs. Marlon did look good from what I saw. But I've just got a personal preference. I'd like to see Hugo get that go. Um, oh. But um, but having said that, I think the wings are settled with Marlon and K-Mac. That's what they'll go in with at round one. I think it's settled. And I think Jaden's settled in the back line. Yeah, he's our gun. 
Sometimes players with one, you know, they say add an extra string to the bow. Some players you don't do that with. He's a weapon. He's a meter-gained weapon. Um, he's good at it. He's, he's a lead at it. Keep it at it. And, Lee, good to see you on the channel, mate. I hope you're well. Thank you. Uh, interesting one that I suppose we can all answer to uh, – well, not all answer, to finish off. I haven't seen this, I must be honest, but, Con, as what's this rumour on Big Footy that Richmond have been into Isaac Heaney for months? Wouldn't he be an interesting addition? What would he cost? Jack well, Ross, if they're listening. Trade for trade. Jack Ross, Isaac Heaney. <laughs> yeah. All right, the last one, Carl, will give to you from John. Dan Rioli, back or forward? Given we didn't see him play on the weekend, obviously, hopefully he lines up this week against the Hawks. But what do you think? I think based off what we saw last year, he's uh, he's found his role on the halfback line and that's where he should stay. Um, I think the Rioli that played in the forward line, you know, uh, when we won the flag in 2017, he, he's very, he, he's like evolved as a player and he just looked right off halfback in the back line. So I think he's, he, you know, he's he probably one of our more, I, I say senior player, not as in like, old senior player, but he's a more of a mature player now and he just sort of looked right on a half back line. So I think if he's gonna play anywhere, that's where he should play. Very I've got a question for John Skurlock. Make sure you are you gonna be at training on Tuesday night, prick. Be there. Right. Make sure we get behind C B and the cricket boys in their in their finals yeah. campaign. I do want to bring this up quickly because uh Grok does usually have some interesting mail. So we've been interested in Heaney for several years. Hasn't really been a realistic option up until the last couple of weeks. That is very interesting. Um, I wouldn't mind you sending me an inbox, Mr. Grok, to uh, to go over things a bit further. That's a very interesting development. That, uh, hey, 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 Grok, I'm happy to bring you on if we get through someone else on this panel that I'm thinking of. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a Collingwood membership holder. There could yeah, be a spot out. Don't, don't treat Carl like that, you vlog. <laughs> Now I've got I've got one that um, I've got one that I've, I'm not going to go with it yet. I'll I'll, I'll I'll send it in our thing, and so you can hold on to it. That I know is um yeah, it's pretty hot, and it will break. I don't know when it will break, but it'll break. If All right, yes, probably. Yeah, it's a, good, look, it's, it's a good player. It's a good player. It's not a, it's not Heaney. In what I've heard, I'm not downing Rock's mail. I do know we've had. But I don't think we can fit him in. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've, I've um, yeah. All right. It will we'll solve, all I'm saying, it will solve the forward part of the ground. That CB's question that he had to answer. It will solve that. Uh, okay. Thanks for helping yeah. me out, Crick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Let's be hanging. laughs> all right. We'll finish up there. CB, good luck with your cricket finals on the weekend, mate. Hopefully, the. Uh, Come on, Gormandale Tigers. Killer bees. Get amongst us. So take a few wickets. Hopefully, you hit the winning runs and uh, you can. Get into the grand final, but um, and I just have to say, CB, I'm really proud of you, mate. You're playing for a gender neutral cricket side, so you know, you know, fantastic hey, I, work. I welcome you coming to our club rooms and say that, and we'll see how you go. No, it's all good, man. It's all good. Don't suck up to him, John. Don't don't drop to his level, mate. If he's a shit truck, let us know. Now we wish all the best, CB, and the boys playing just read, cricket. Just, just read what Johnny Skerlock just put up. Yeah, I know what he said. I'm just saying he's sucking up to you. Yeah. No, 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 no. That actually occurred on Saturday, mate. <laughs> really? You got a water? Wow. All right. Call me LeBron. 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 <laughs> LeBron. 
I'll make sure you take your form in. Are you playing Saturday or Sunday or both? Saturday, but I'll play like a shit truck now. I've talked myself up too much. It's dark. I'm going to go for about 60 off five. It's going to be a disaster. <laughs> nah, all the best, mate, for the weekend. And uh, Carl, thank you once again for joining us, mate. No doubt we'll have you back on in the near future. Um, and we'll uh, probably be back on Monday, I suppose, after yeah. the Hawks game. Yeah, we started again. We're back on the road. Very Thanks good. Thank you. No worries at all, mate. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, Slime said you got tickets on yourself, CP. That's good. Uh, or he's probably saying tickets on sale tomorrow. Oh, okay. Tickets <laughs> on sale to go, to go watch the People's Poet in action. You'd be a good sledger, I reckon. That would be your strength. I'm a gentleman. I, oh, I don't bullshit. believe in talking bad to the opposition. <laughs> I don't believe a word. All right, guys. Have a, have a good night, everyone. Thanks so good much night, for tuning guys. in. We appreciate yeah. your love and support, and we'll speak to you all next week. So easy. Good night, lads. Go Tigers. Tigers. Go Tigers.